0: Howitzer! Ah! Oh Oh hey, no! On on oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh
1: zone Oh no! Oh no! Oh Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh Oh no! 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 Oh no!
0: Oh no! Oh Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh 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 uh
1: sheffield win the race oh god it's in the danger zone
0: oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no Ooh, sorry oh, sorry. <laughs> we're sorry we're laughing it's just that was bad timing Sorry about that. uh hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the biha podcast i'm joined uh by nick ivill how are you doing nick
1: i'm very good thanks rambo yourself
0: i'm doing away i'm doing away uh had a bit of a, a fall at t- training with the eagles uh thought I'd be smart and try and show them how to play hockey fell over. Uh, Sorry, <laughs> right, I'm okay. I'm okay. I just, uh, it was, it was a rather comical fall. Um, yeah, and no,
1: but your pride that's hurt more than, uh, Yes. Or, or mental pain than uh, physical.
0: Yeah. 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 See, pride comes before the co- fall. Well, it definitely disappears after the fall. Anyway, that's for, that's for certain.
1: Uh, <laughs> um so uh there's some video I'd like a copy <laughs>
0: <laughs> unfortunately it's not it's not um it's not like the miller toss um uh, yeah so the uh Nick, we've had we, the last time we spoke we were at um thirty thousand feet or maybe that's too high I have no idea about uh, how high planes fly um and Dave had to do a lot of editing on the sound so uh this time we're we're just doing it the old regular fashion way with uh, skype
1: um yeah uh, like i think I think next time we should we could definitely one up the plane somehow like maybe uh, maybe we record this like during the summer we record one while we're like mowing the
0: lawn or something <laughs> <A> helicopter ride <laughs> um the uh there's been a lot of hockey played since uh since we last spoke um on the podcast Nick uh and uh things are starting to take shape and we're seeing who may or may not make it to uh to the playoffs at the moment. Um, So, should we have a quick run to do a check-in? Then we'll maybe skip to one of our our interviews for the day. Yep, let's go for that. All right, so uh, check-in one. Um, In the north, I'm pretty sure it's going to be Sheffield that's going to win that. Uh, Yeah. uh... Yeah, they're pretty, pretty dominant. Um, Five wins from five, uh, plus 37 on goals, 10 points. Um, Realistically, I think the only team that can actually catch them um, without a heap of other craziness happen happening, is Saint Andrews because they're. I think they have only played them once and they lost to them away. So. Yeah,
1: they have. And the return game is in Saint Andrews, so there is still a chance, but in the same way, it would you know, like the. Looking at the goal difference that they've got there, like yeah, it's going to take some overhauling and.
0: Result wise. Yeah, certainly is. Um, uh, the game is actually in Kirkcaldy, because it was in Saint Andrews they would be playing on a beach, but. Uh, <laughs> I, I know what you meant. <laughs> Um, the travel, of course, can be the great equaliser in the in the, our our cup competition. So that's that's uh, them. I, I definitely think it's between Sheffield and St Andrews could nick it, but I I, I really think that Sheffield just seems solid from top to tail uh, this year, and they're obviously well coached by uh, big big man Mike, as it were. Um, the South the South's a completely different animal. Um, I mean it it really is London Dragons to. They've got one hand on on the playoff spot, but there's a lot. There's still a lot of hockey to be played in that division. Um, Imperial have got a couple of games left. They could they could skip over them. Cambridge have got a couple of games left. Oxford have got another four games left. Cardiff are probably the only ones that are feasibly out of it. Well, they are out of it because they can only get eight points maximum if they win all their games. But. Uh, so we're looking at—I reckon one of the London teams is going to take it, Nick. What are you thinking? That's a bit of a change. We've normally we've had Cambridge, we've had Oxford the last couple of years. Could be exciting. Two new teams in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, it could be. Like obviously, uh, London, no, no, uh, no strangers to that uh, particular dance. But um, haven't been back there in a little while. It could be. It could be quite interesting. Maybe a, a London Sheffield uh, Sheffield matchup would be. Uh, would be a little bit different to watch, but then uh, I wouldn't write off Imperial. I think there's still uh, there's still something there.
0: Yeah, and they've taken like a Dr. Water coming in um after normally teams struggle when they come up for the first year, but they've really sort of you know, take it take it a bull by the horn, so to speak, and uh, become a real contender in that, that division. So um then moving moving into check in two, Nick, uh check-in two north, um that's anyone's guess, right? Uh,
1: yeah, it could be indeed. Like, if I was a betting man, uh, I think uh, my money would be on the metros, looking at the fixtures and looking the way that it's probably going to pan out. I would, uh, I would go with that. But in the same way, like, uh, whew, I know, I know, there's some fixtures in there that aren't in yet. Like, I know Sheffield, uh, Sheffield beat us down in Sheffield, which would put us at three and three basically. Um, and I would probably say pretty much out of it uh and I know in a very shock result I do know that apparently the Nottingham Mavericks beat B, beat the Manchester Metros so um maybe it's advantage of Sheffield potentially
0: yeah uh, Sheffield could be a double trouble when it comes to the the playoff games um and but I mean there's still plenty to play for you guys 3 and three's not you're not out of it at 3 and 3 certainly in this division you've got a couple of games left um and anything can can really happen it looks like anyone can be anyone in their day in that division so um that that should be a fun fun ride to the end of the, the end of the season for that one um, down in the south um it's uh looking looking ever likely that Birmingham Lions are probably got a chance although from recorded games the Southampton Spitfires um two from two as well uh and so there, it's really between those two because UCL um despite only being sort of two points back in second place, I've played three games and they've lost two of them. Whereas, you know, Southampton are are a hundred percent from what's recorded there. So Yeah. Um yeah, I think probably looking at maybe Birmingham, um maybe Birmingham going back up into in into Division One again, which has been a while for them. Uh, or um maybe Southampton uh realizing their place as a an elite uh university club. What do you think, Nick?
1: Um, I think there's a there's obviously still a lot to be played for and at the end of the day there's a big geographical difference between Southampton and Birmingham and I've not checked whether or not those two have played their matchups against each other, but in the same way there's gonna be uh it'll be interesting to see who travels, put it that way.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now Nick, before we get in a non-check-in, um a couple of couple of things to hit. Um I'll, we'll start off with the interview. Um, the uh, the Steel Queens had their their first cup game of of twenty twenty against uh, Bradford, who came up, and uh, we haven't had anyone from Bradford on the pod, so I thought um, we'll get one of the fresh new faces in the BIHA, just started playing this season um, to to give us to have a chat with us. Um, Yasmin Al Rawi, uh, she uh, was player of the game in our, in our game, never stopped skating despite the scoreline maybe being slightly lopsided, and. Uh, and I thought I'll have a chat with her, and we can see how she got into hockey, and you know what she likes about it and stuff. So uh, we'll get we'll, we'll go to that now. Um. So uh, I am joined with uh, Yasmin Al rawi um, from Bradford Sabres. How are we today, Yasmin?
2: I'm all right, thank you. How are you?
0: I'm doing very well, thank you. Um, I appreciate you uh, taking this call on a Sunday morning. Um, yes,
2: yeah,
0: fine. <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday, no less. Um, are, you, are you a Super Bowl fan?
2: Um, I don't really watch much, to be honest.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, it's kind of a niche sport, I suppose. Um, speaking of niche sports, um, you play ice hockey, which obviously uh, is quite a, a a minority sport, I suppose, in the UK. How did you find yourself taking up ice hockey?
2: um well i went to the freshers fair in uh, on september and they were just handing out like endless leaflets of different you know sports and societies and i kind of just collected them all brought them to my flat and then i was like looking through them and i just saw oh ice hockey's tonight um they give it a go session so i just went and then now that's the only really sport i do
0: (laughs) right okay and then You you obviously play in Bradford now. I've I've personally never been to Bradford. I, I've got that pleasure later on this month. Oh. Uh, um, can you can you talk us a bit through about going into Bradford to play a game? Because I understand it's quite a unique experience.
2: How do you mean?
0: So I understand that there's there's a bingo hall or something that the empty... bingo hall. Yeah, that's what I've been told. Maybe I'm completely wrong, but there's a, <laughs> there's, a, there's some kind of um, it's built on top of something that. It,
2: uh don't really know, but yeah, it's it's nice. Like everyone's really close and you kinda just know everyone in the area and everyone who plays so it's really fun.
0: Okay, and uh since we since we are um coming down to Bradford and if anyone else is, I know that the, the Glasgow Stags are gonna be making their way down there tonight. And um, what's yep. what's the what's the, uh, what's the best spots in Bradford for, you know, either a, a quiet drink or um
2: well, because <laughs> I'm obviously at uni, so we've just got the little shops down next to the campus and it's just like Subway and um, <laughs> burger time and stuff like that. Subway,
0: Subway's always a, a recommendation wherever, yeah, wherever you we go. we always
2: get that before we head off in the coach to any game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so um, you uh, you said that you started hockey um, in Freshers', Freshers Fair. How, how long have you been playing hockey now?
2: Uh, since September
0: just since September and um, yeah. have you got any favourite moments since you started or or bad moments that are quite memorable?
2: Well um, something memorable I guess is when we played against Steel Queens um, and I somehow managed to get player of the match that was quite surprising but it was really cool.
0: I picked that because I thought you, uh, you didn't you skated really hard for the whole game.
2: Really? Oh, yeah, thanks. So. <laughs> Cheers.
0: And um, yeah, so uh, and how did you find the trek to to Murrayfield? Was it was it okay?
2: <laughs> uh, I got a bit classic, but other than that, it was all right.
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, you guys, you guys came up in a coach. So was there any was there any sing song on the coach or or any any uh, games or anything? You guys were playing to occupy yourself.
2: Um. Well, me and a friend just sat watching. Um, the nationals of 2019 so and then obviously just pep talks and things like that it's kind of nice
0: is that why when i arrived and you were all standing on the outside you were like you're rambo
2: because
0: <laughs> <laughs> you'd heard my voice for an entire an entire coach trip
2: <laughs> Naya, but i was watching it, it was really, i remember seeing you on there you, you were doing some um, jokes about how people were falling funnily <laughs>
0: Fair, fair enough, and um, so um, just uh, he's a bit of a legend of the game, and I thought I'd, I thought I'd bring him up. Uh, I've never actually had him on the pod, it's maybe I had an idea too. Um, you obviously uh, are playing for a club that is well known to have once had the great M- Matt Gattenby. Uh, what sort of influence has he had on your hockey career so far? Um, I guess kind of
2: just you know encouraging me to work hard and because for me now ice is like a big break from you know uni and studies and things like that and it's something I've just suddenly became really passionate about um so like any training session any game like I've never missed anything so it's kind of nice just to like uh know that you know you work hard and you do improve and that improvement does show the more you play
0: Cool, cool. And uh, are you are you planning on being at Nationals this, this season?
2: Yeah, of course. <laughs> Definitely.
0: And uh, what have you heard about Nationals? Obviously, if you're a fresher, you've not been before. Have you, any of the other players given you any idea what it's like?
2: Uh, yeah, so I've got a friend called Miriam and she's been to Nationals last year and she kind of just told me, we'll go to Sheffield, we might stay a night or two and it's like very short games, 20 minutes, but Really fun, and you get to play with lots of different people and meet different teams.
0: Cool, cool. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I did, I did, I did actually prep you for this question because I, I know that I've asked you a lot of stuff that I didn't prep you before. Um, so, what what is your favourite type of cheese and why?
2: <laughs> um, to be honest, when you asked me that, like, I was kind of I, I don't really know. I guess something like just you know mozzarella, cheddar cheese. <laughs>
0: Uh, so it's, always, it's always a good question because no one knows how to answer it
2: yeah I'm kind of just thinking like pizza, cheese, yeah that'll work
0: that's mozzarella so there you go yeah exactly <laughs> um, so um, you you guys have played a few games this season Are you, uh, you? how many more games have you got left?
2: oh we've got I think we've got five more games including the one tonight um, and that's just until yeah, that's until the first of March, and then um, I'm not sure if we have anything. We might have one or two games after that, uh, and then nationals.
0: So are you are you icing tonight against the Stags?
2: Yeah.
0: Right, cool. That's a well, that's quite a, they're quite a new team. They've just played one game, obviously. So um, yeah. it'll be interesting to see how they uh, they fare against uh, against Bradford after a, a long trek from Glasgow, because it's even longer from Glasgow than it is from Edinburgh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you can imagine, and um, so yeah, um, that should be good fun, and I'm I'm looking forward to hearing about that from um, some of the Glasgow uh, Glasgow people that I know, and yeah. uh, if if you guys want to let me know how it went, then great. Really. Uh, <laughs> um. So, is there anyone you want to give a big pod shout out to, and then that means they have to listen, so it improves our listening figures.
2: Um. A big shout out to um. <laughs> Probably to my mum. <laughs> I'd like her to hear it.
0: <laughs> Excellent. That's good. If we can get more parents and uh, listening to the podcast, and that uh, that 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 really improves the listening figure So I'll, I'll take yeah. that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, well, it's, be, it's been lovely talking to you. And um, please do come up and uh, have a chat with us at at the uh, at the gantry at, at nationals. Um, mm-hmm. We'll maybe get you on a live stream interview. Um, uh, cool. <laughs> that will that will be live, so you'll you're not yeah. You know,
2: <laughs> no, <thank> you. <laughs> there'll be no, there'll be
0: no pressure, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I and we'll look forward to to catching you again in a few weeks. Yeah,
2: awesome. See you then.
0: Thanks very much. Um, so that was that was Yasmin, uh, and uh, as I say, she was she was uh, really hard working. Now Yasmin was also involved in another historical event, maybe not for her club, but. um Glasgow Stags, new this year, recorded their first win, Nick. Now, what do you think of that? Quite early doors. It's always good to get that first win when you've just started a team, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is. It's, it's, uh, it's a big moment and it's kind of a, it is that watershed moment for for your team. and And moving on from that point is everything's kind of, I want to say downhill from there, but everything uh, everything's just elementary from then. You've you've kind of experienced uh, experienced hockey at its best, being able to come off the ice with a win. But um, but no, congratulations to Glasgow! Like it, it takes a lot to to even as we both know to even set up a team and, and get the even to get the team on the ice is 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 quite an achievement. But then obviously to, to see it come to fruition and get the, win that first game is a is a big moment.
0: Yeah, and uh, the, the the other. The other thing I was going to say that I was impressed by uh for, for Glasgow, uh, two things, Nick. Um the first being um their jerseys, their white jerseys, uh they, they could they could rank quite highly in our Jersey power ranking. I really like the white ones. Mm-hmm. Black ones maybe not so much, but I really like the white ones. I've I've seen them in the flesh now as well. Um so that that was the first thing. The second thing is to me it was impressive is you ran, a Ranger friendly in Yorkshire coming from Glasgow at ten thirty at night on a Sunday.
1: I think the word keen comes to mind.
0: Yeah, that's definitely a team that's full of freshers, right? And undergrads. Must probably. about me. Anyway, I, I thought I would uh, I get a quote from their uh, their esteemed leader coach uh, type gentleman. Um, he's too nasally to bring on the pod, so I thought I would just uh, I just get him to type me a quote and I could read it out for him. Um, his quote was, F- Fantastic to get our first win. Everyone gave their all and did amazing. We're excited for the next match. Shout out to Matt and Molly, uh, a couple of our B team players who got their first ever goals in the ice hockey. Amazing. Now sleep. Uh, I think I'd, I'd messaged them through the night on their uh, coming back, and uh, cause I was up watching the Super Bowl, and uh, he had obviously come home, read that, sent me a message, and then went to bed. So <laughs> fair enough. Bless him for uh, for going down there um, so late at night. He is a he is a working man after all. Um, oh and he also called you guys out he said oh and bring on Northumbria Bees so there you go <laughs> interesting interesting indeed uh, now um, moving on to the actual uh, cup competition Nick uh, the, uh, there's obviously the North and the South ongoing at the moment again Sheffield looking pretty dominant um, however they do have one loss I'm not sure if that is to Nottingham but Nottingham are the other team that could challenge because they seem to have a couple of maybe superstars in their roster uh, during the rounds.
1: Yeah, they do. Uh, Nottingham, like not to be too controversial, I think probably uh, their C team's got a couple of guys who might be able to help the B team. Put it that way. Um, but in the same way, uh, could both play obviously coach against both teams this year. Both Nottingham and Sheffield two supremely really strong contenders in that uh, in that division, and I certainly would say it's it's not over. Like, uh, I'm just looking back through here to try and find out which one that Sheffield lost was. And, um, yeah, it was a five, four game in Nottingham. So obviously you do have the return game in Sheffield between those two. And that should certainly be a, be a dandy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm just looking at the stats here. As you, as you said that, I mean, uh, you've got Morgan, um, Morgan Glassby, He's got sort of Josh Irish stats here. Uh, 6.25 points a game. Uh, yeah, it's not too shabby. I mean, that's the type of that's like PlayStation stats when you set it on like rookie mode, isn't it? Um, so um, that's that's that. I think it really is between those two, the Nottingham Sheffield um, and that one. Um, unfortunately, uh, Nick, you you guys are being the strongest uh, in the cup, uh, propping up the table there. Um, and uh, in Manchester, it seems a sort of battle between you guys for for maybe who's but, gonna.
1: However, the the pending result that's not up there yet, because I've not finished the game sheet, uh, was a 3-2 win at the weekend against Leeds. So uh, I'll take that.
0: Oh, there you go. There you go. Um, The other thing I'll just say, speaking of pending game sheets, if anyone wants to pass back to their manager, at the moment, there's a problem with the software. um, it won't let you put 2020 in. If you're doing your game sheet and you do 2015 or something, and then just email it to Joe, stating at biha.org.uk, um, he'll sort it out so it comes back as twenty twenty, and then you can put it online. And um, because I've been getting that message a lot, um, through <laughs> you've maybe seen it as well through the Facebook page. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um. In the south, uh, London uh, looked good for it five from five. Uh, London dragonspear are always notoriously strong, so I would think plus fifty six goal difference. The next nearest is plus twenty four. Oxford can maybe catch up with them, but I think they've lost to them already. So that's going to be a a tricky one. Um, for uh, for anyone to catch London, maybe Oxford can do it. I can't see anyone else really challenging them, to be honest with you. What What do you think, Nick?
1: Yeah, I, I think there's a the Saturday the twenty fifth the twenty fifth of January is obviously a, a pending London home game against Oxford. Uh, I would anticipate a London win, and I think that kind of probably all she wrote in that one to an extent. Just looking down. Yeah, Imperial don't have. Uh, I don't think Imperial have got a game against. Oh, they do. Well, it's towards the back end of the year, though. Um, yeah, I, I think it's pretty safe to say London have kind of got that one in the uh, in
0: the back. The thing is, for Oxford and Imperial, it's not only a case of catching London uh, on points. It's also their goal difference is so different that they need to essentially they need to beat them by about twenty goals, uh, which does not look likely at all. So I think it's really one hand on. On the playoff spot for uh, for London,
1: yeah, and the and what I've just looked at there, the bigger problem is one of those two would have to come out of the pack to actually chase them, and they both still got to play each other. Which if they split that series, well, if you're the if you were the London management, you'd be pretty happy with the, a split series between those two because it basically hands you the title.
0: It certainly it certainly does. Um, moving into non-checking two, uh, Sheffield again top of the North, Sheffield D. Um, the Hull Ice Hogs, uh, surprisingly, I, I thought they would be the, the clear favourite for that division, but they have one loss under their belt um, this season uh, to, I think it is to Sheffield, um, and then Newcastle uh, and not Nottingham underneath that. Nottingham um, uh, clearly struggling and looking, looking like they'll probably end up maybe being last in that division, but it'll depend, I suppose, what the results are like against Newcastle later on. Um, so that it's still tough to call that one a bit. It's really a two-horse race between the ice hogs and the bears And that one. Is that what you're seeing, Nick, or am I just talking nonsense?
1: No, I think that's pretty correct. I'd, I'd quite like to see a race between a hog and a bear.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, in the south, the south, again, is this south seems to be, um, at least in some of the divisions, is a bit more of a cluster, a bit more of a mess um, in terms of trying to decipher who might actually win things. Cambridge Women's Blues, uh, obviously last year they struggled quite quite a lot in their division. I think they came near, at the bottom or near the bottom. Um, they're now top in the table, four wins, uh, one draw, one loss. Um, and just underneath them with uh, a ga- a two games in hand, um, so two points back is uh, Southampton Spitfires B. So I think there's still a lot to play for in that division and certainly those two are pushing I think Oxford could possibly push them as well, but there, there's not again a clear clear winner in that that division, um, or a, at least a clear favourite.
1: Yeah, I'm just looking. South, Southampton really don't seem to have any chill. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> to two, 27-2 against uh, poor old Oxford, um, including one player racking up a triple hat trick, but is what it is. Um, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Nothing against the uh, against the girls, but I think uh, I think you might see Southampton come through on that one.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably um, the most likely scenario. Um, although, I mean, you never you never know. You never know that. I think I don't know if they have got to play each other one more time because um, I've got it set up so the cup competitions are both up together, so it saves me clicking backwards and forwards. So. <laughs>
1: uh, I've got it the other way around. So hold on. Who are we looking for? we looking for um,
0: um, Cambridge v Southampton.
1: Cambridge Southampton. Yeah, there's one game on the 29th of February, and the other one ended in a draw. Ooh. So that that
0: again, that will go down to. I think that could go down to the, the wire sort of thing.
1: I'm quite interested yeah. to see who who does Southampton lose against. Uh, must have not travelled well that day. Yeah. Stayed on the bus.
0: Oh no, South! I don't think Southampton have actually lost. Oh, no, They've.
1: Yeah, sorry, yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, it's uh, just. Yeah, so Cambridge need to, essentially, need to beat them in that game to to put themselves in a, a half decent position to to take the title. Goal difference is very close between the two, so. Yeah. Um, will come down to that. Um, and then uh, in the uh, non-checking three, uh, I don't mind to toot Ron Trump, trumpet, but I do think the steel queens are looking pretty pretty good shape there. Although two of their last three games are away from home in a double header, we're, we'll probably not travel as well as with a stronger squad as we maybe have at home.
1: True, but to be fair, the, the main question that I've been thinking about is what are, what kind of get up are you going to wear for the playoff final? Is really kind of what I'm after. <laughs> um, well, no, I know you do like to dress for the occasion.
0: Well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say what I, I would we be wear in because I don't want to count my chickens before they hatch. Um, and certainly, I, I'm I'm proud of the girls and the way they're working, but I don't I don't want to sort of preempt something or jinx it or anything.
1: No, I I, I can understand that. However, I've already hyped on making chicken pies from uh, from those chickens, so uh, mm-hmm. I think right. uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, completely agree. But uh, no, it's uh, we've always talked about the Steel Queens entering the uh, entering the actual cup, and obviously going to have to work your way up, and it's uh, it's a tough slog. But yeah, it's, uh, it's going well so far.
0: It's, it certainly it certainly is um and uh in the south south um a little bit tougher to call two team m- most of the teams have played five games it seems that ucl haven't played a game that's either really bad scheduling or some of the game sheets are missing yeah, um,
1: imagine imagine being the guy who does the scheduling and finds out that that's what he's done
0: surely i haven't done that that can't be right um so anyway uh yeah so that's looking that's that's a tasty little race because you've got Imperial c on six points London C on six points and then Birmingham c on seven points all played five games each huskies don't look in it but the huskies could be kingmaker in some ways because they have essentially I think they've drawn a game against one of the they've drawn against uh Birmingham at some point um being a team that's you know, fourth in that table, and um, so that's that's very good going by them because they could certainly they could certainly cause um, the, uh, the winner to be one team or another. I think. Yeah, yeah, very true. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to get this South the up so I can see if UCL indeed have not played any games, uh, <laughs> which would be very strange indeed. Yeah, my mind's not loading for some reason. Yeah, I uh, maybe broke it because of my bad scheduling. Um,
1: <laughs> First, apologies, I was just more just in disbelief. I'm watching the GB game in the background and they've just had a shorthanded three-on-one breakaway and the lead guy decides to
0: shoot. Hmm, okay. Um, well, I suppose you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, but uh, that doesn't sound right. What, what's the score now anyway, Nick?
1: Uh, it's 2-1. Uh, Ro- Romania currently enjoying a, a nice little spell on the power play. They've had... Uh, it must be either two or three back-to-back penalties to start this period, which uh, does include. If anyone is interested uh, and wants to watch the highlights, go to about two minutes into the second period. There's an absolutely outrageous uh, cross-crease uh, split save by the Romanian goalie.
0: Oh, good stuff! Well, there you go, folks. There's some tips for the highlights there. Um, just just before we get to this uh, this next um, interview, Nick. Um, the, can we talk just briefly about the the Absolute eyesore that the colour clashes in, on the on your TV. Um, GB against Romania. I mean, who thought yellow and blue, and then they were, oh, we will wear blue as well, so we clash really, really terribly on TV. So, it? so this
1: is what I was trying to work out. So, I'm guessing Romania's change kit is blue with yellow detailing. Would you uh,
0: think possibly? So, why didn't they wear blue and and were white? Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. I suppose Is that... that
1: would have been less of a clash in terms of you think of white versus blue, but then the GB change kit also has a lot of blue on it. I, to be honest, I think they've got a bad situation all, we're, all around.
0: all round. Yeah. Let's just hope that GB beat them and they don't ever have to play them ever again. That's
1: um, However, <laughs> talking of jerseys, uh, obviously you might have got a little sneak preview on the uh, on the winter camp. Have you seen obviously Leeds's new uh, new green get up?
0: Have not no, I've not well, seen Leeds,
1: that. Uh, Leads are spot in a nice new uh, green jersey, a very foresty green. So uh, I'm, I'm, I would, I would very much like to see them obviously turn up to the likes of Nottingham and say, right, well, we're wearing green. Get out your white <laughs> jerseys.
0: Well, Nottingham do have. We saw at the camp. There's a lot of the new, the new Nottingham players have the white jerseys.
1: That's very true. But um, whether or not they can pull together a full set, it'd be interesting to see. I'm, I'm <laughs> I, I would be excited to see that. <laughs>
0: Um, at least it's not the Times New Roman ones they used to have.
1: Um, I, no, they were... They, <laughs> they were ridiculous. They were really <laughs> lime green green.
0: Yeah, it was... Yeah, they were horrible. But, um, Nick, uh, one of the things I think we've re- preached, not that it should be preached because it should need to be preached, but is that hockey really, um, especially in the BIH, for, for everyone. Um, whether you're... Um, you know, of a certain race or a certain um, sexual orientation or religion, we don't mind. Um, we will judge you based on how you celebrate scoring a goal when it's 20 nil, and not on, based on um, anything to do with your personal life. Uh, so I thought I'd get in touch, and I tried this last year, get in touch with um, Ho- Ice Hockey LGBTQ+. plus. I might have got the letters mixed up and I do apologise if I have. <laughs> um, and eventually, eventually got them. They they got back to me in November after me getting in touch with them in June and then I got back to them in January and we eventually had an interview. Um, the uh, the girl no, I'm speaking... Case,
1: why have you not scheduled the the posting of this for like, I don't know, July?
0: <laughs> um, well, Dave doesn't like it to be scheduled because then, we, then he has to do things by a certain time. Uh,
1: well, like his PhD. Ba-bom.
0: Yeah. Shh. Yeah. Uh, so um I spoke to uh, her name's Rachel Stimson. I had a I had a chat with her. It was quite a lengthy chat. She's a very good interviewee. Um and she talked a bit about the importance of uh you know people um seeing some you know people like themselves as role models. Uh, you know, like uh, Kendall Coin being in the All Star um Skills Comp and that sort of thing and how that's important. Um so um I'll just I'll just let you listen to that now. I'm uh, joined with, uh, or by, sorry, rather, uh, Rachel Stimson of uh, Hockey LGBTQ+. Did I get that in the right order?
3: Yeah,
4: it's, um, yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Um, how how are you tonight?
4: Not bad. Cold, but good, thanks.
0: Um, are you, are you, you're not out at the pub or something, I'm inter- interrupting you, am I? Oh, no,
4: not at all. I got home late from work, so I'm just chilling now.
0: Okay, perfect, perfect. Now, um uh, this po- this uh, interview has been a little while in the making for uh, for people who don't know. I-, I sent you a, a direct message um, at some point in June or something um, and then you got back to me in November oh, and then I didn't get back to you until last week. So
4: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Basically, messages just seemed to stop functioning for quite a while and then I got hundreds all at once and it was very confusing. But finally got it sorted.
0: <laughs> um. And um. I was just going to... Ask you. Everyone likes to. Everyone likes to know these things about people we get on. You. Uh, you're obviously um, into ice hockey. How? What sparked your interest in ice hockey?
4: Um, I moved. Basically, I grew up in a very small village in Norfolk. And anyone who knows anything about Norfolk will tell you the only sports in, Nor- in Norfolk is Norwich City Football Club. And I moved further north discovered ice hockey i'd not really come across it much before at all because it's there's not even an ice rink in norfolk nothing at all like that our nearest teams i think probably peterborough milton keynes actually um so i moved north discovered quite a few teams up here and started just going to games at manchester nottingham sheffield i went up to see the capitals down to london to see streatham and it just sort of came from that really (laughs)
0: Well, on behalf of uh, someone who's from Edinburgh and um, has seen the Capitals, I apologise to you that you had that experience. Oh, uh, I love Murrayfield,
4: <laughs> is a rink.
0: Well, it's not Murrayfield. It's just watching the Capitals. They like could put them in. You could put them in, <laughs> in hockey's mecca, and it'd still be terrible. Um, the uh, so um, I'm doing a bit of background here. It says on your uh, your. Paige, well, first of all, how, how did you, how did what inspired you to start um, Ice Hockey LGBTQ+.
4: There was an incident at a game I went to where someone made a sort of joking comment and a lot of people took it as not a joke and the more I thought about it, the more I thought actually it is kind of in the wrong, if you're not looking at it right, that is quite a nasty thing to have been said and it kind of came from, from that really the sort of throar that, that came from that. So it was at Sheffield's dealers game, and people probably remember this, and there's a gentleman called David Sims who does a lot of announcements, and he made an offhand comment. Um, two guys came up on the Kiss Cam and he sort of said something along the lines of, oh, no one wants to see that. And he did mean it as a joke, but again, it wasn't done in the best of ways. And it sort of came from the whole backlash of, of that, of people saying, well, Sheffield's homophobic and and you know you can't say things like that and I was like well you can't but we're not a homophobic club there isn't such if you've been to many hockey games it's a homophobic sport and I thought looking at all the trouble with football and how homophobic that definitely is I think it was something that needed celebrating so I thought right I know some clubs do some things I know there's some good stuff out there I'm going to make sure that gets seen rather than comments like this so it sort of came from that really.
0: Well, I know certainly you're doing good work because I'm not that plugged in and on hockey Twitter apart from really BIHA clubs. And certainly, I've seen a lot of a lot of your tweets and things doing the rounds over the last year or so. Um,
4: I do try and pick up. I you know a lot of it's the EIHL, but that's because they've got the biggest sort of mouthpieces, so they're more obvious. But I do try and pick up. Whatever's going on around the league. And if people want me to see something, I just ask that they tweet it at me because I follow about a thousand accounts. So I do miss things that I'd really like to see sometime.
0: Yeah. And, and just for, for anyone that is listening and, and does want to uh, tweet Rachel, um, it's uh, at ice underscore LGBTQ. Um, so yeah, that's I'm the.
4: Completely team and league neutral. Like I said, I grew up where there wasn't any hockey. So, to me, the hockey game is hockey. I just go for the love of it. Whoever's playing. So, you don't take one team above you. anything good your team is doing. We want to know that. it, and we want to show everybody.
0: Great, great. Um, now, the one thing I was going to ask you about is uh, is someone that grew up um, not a fan of the Cardiff Devils uh, back when the Racers <laughs> played. Yeah. Um, your The description on your, your Twitter page is... Uh, inspired by support of Cardiff Devils and their followers. Yeah. So can you tell us a bit about... That
4: was, yeah, definitely. After the, the comment at the game, there was a lot of backlash after that game at Sheffield. And my nearest club is Sheffield, so I do go there more than anywhere else. And the first nice thing to happen after all of that was uh, two... Two fans of the Cardiff Devils, and I'm sure they won't mind me saying names, the names of and Bass, they turned up with a Welsh flag with a rainbow on it, and it was just, that was the first time I'd seen a rainbow at a hockey game, and it was brilliant. It just, that sort of, just that one little thing made me think, actually, that, you know, this isn't a homophobic sport, this is a sport that truly welcomes everybody, and it was just, from there, I spoke to more Cardiff Devils fans, and then... I think they're the only team I know of in the EIHL who actually have a uh, You Can Play Ambassadors. So it was sort of, it came from the fact that they were doing all this good stuff and it hadn't been highlighted to anyone that they were doing it. So I thought, well, it's com- I'm going to make a point of showing everybody what they're doing so other people can follow. They were the first team, I think, to do a You Can Play video as well. So it, they were doing all this good stuff and, None of it was sort of being publicised, so I thought, right, the whole league needs to know about it, and went from there. So it was sort of they sort of really started it all. If that makes
0: sense. Yeah, that that's that that's interesting. I did not know, um, not know about that. So that's it's really interesting. I mean, uh, as I say, I, I was never a, a a big fan of the Cardiff Devils growing up because they were surprisingly, despite the distance, big. F- Big uh, rivals of there, the Murrayfield Racers, as it was then. Um,
4: yes, yeah. back again. Is that now,
0: isn't it? Um, yeah, they're they're back. They're they're playing in the SNL now. Um, slightly different setup from before, obviously, but uh, yeah certainly. Um, they they are back. Um, and it's uh it's it's bringing a, a better atmosphere, I'd say, back to to Murrayfield. But um, I'll be getting in trouble for being too political here. <laughs> yeah.
4: it's it's a difficult one, isn't it? You can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> This yeah. is why we we're
0: neutral. Yeah. politics
4: well, is a
0: Well that 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 makes that makes perfect sense. Now, um, just just to to ask you, I, I'm not sure if you how much you're aware of the the BIHA university set up in 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 Britain. I mean, uh, were you, was it something you were aware about before I I, I contacted you? That's it. <clears throat>
3: not
4: a huge amount, but a little. Because I think you've got, you've got training at Sheffield, and you held your your um, was it the playoffs you held, or the League Cup, or something you held a big competition last year at the arena. I think uh,
0: we have the the nationals, um, the, the like which is a sort of set of tournaments for at different pitches at different levels. Um, so we have beginners, people who've um, basically just started. Some of them just started skating, and maybe or be starting skating next week and they'll be playing in nationals um and then we have uh, obviously up to the elite level and we also have um like finals for each uh, cup competition um, and uh, the other thing is we now have um, our uh, international all stars versus uh, team G- GB universities game every year as well um all in April so it's all a bit mad in April at, at Sheffield
4: get things done isn't it yeah. Sort of when all the unis are finishing for the year, makes sense to go out with a bang when they do too.
0: Yeah, so, um, yeah no, it does. It's a great end-of-year thing for a lot of people. Um, certainly in the first weekend when it's more for fun and it's all beginners, uh, some of them maybe overindulge a little bit in there. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. It doesn't help skating the next day, I'd imagine, but it, it's all good fun.
0: Yes, and, and certainly just... Uh, I mean, I've I've been quite proud of the Biha. They've been doing some things. They, uh, I think it was last year or the year before. Um, I think it was Oxford. I'm I'll, I'm going to get in trouble if it's the I wrong club. It might be Cambridge. Time. I'll cover both. Um, they they were selling rainbow tape for to sort of su- yeah, show Pride support. Tape. Yeah, it was
4: City Stars, and they might. I think they might have done a tie-in with a beer company as well, possibly. Yeah. There was a company that released a uh, Pride beer. They wanted to to promote and i think i put them in touch with the oxford people for that possibly if i remember rightly so i think you i think it was oxford but again i wouldn't put money on that
0: yeah yeah and um just just now i mean obviously in the in the sport you you go to it sounds like a lot of different games more more as a fan are you you not playing at all or anything like that
4: um I have tried to skate, but like I said, I grew up in a place where no such thing existed, Um, and my balance is not brilliant. So I can skate a bit, and I can hold a stick and skate around in a circle, but that's pretty much my limit, to be
0: honest with you. Oh oh, Well, um, uh, but as a fan, are you noticing that everyone's quite um, welcoming now, and and that people from all walks of life, regardless of whatever... They do in their private life are, are now welcome at hockey, or is it still is there still a bit of stigma? Is there still work to be done?
4: I think there's. I think the thing is there's always going to be work to be to be done. I mean, one of the things that was said over the course of the Pride weekend that the EIHL had recently was we don't have to go around telling the world we're straight, so why should we have to have a Pride weekend where players can or people can come out as gay? And I think that sort of attitude shows that there's still a little bit that needs doing and it's it's just the way it is so there'll always be more that can you know there's always more that can be done for the most causes to be honest with you but I think one of the, the reasons I have always loved the hockey so much is because it is so inclusive and everyone is welcome it's all it's never felt like a divided sort of sport at all but I think Recently, there's, there has been a big push with the Pride Weekends and Streatham played the first ever professional game with Pride tape on their sticks during the game because they had to have a rule change to bring that in so they could do that for the game. So I think clubs are making an effort. And I think because of that, you're finding more people now who play the sport are willing to say and hold their hands up and say, yeah, I'm part of the community. I mean, one of the other things that came out of the Pride Weekend was... Um, I think there were a few people made comments about, there's a guy called Zach Sullivan in the Manchester Storm who's who's just come out as bisexual. And someone made comments about, oh, you know, what about all the women in the sport? And I thought, actually, that's a good point. There are a lot of women who play hockey. There are a lot of gay women who play hockey. And there's a lot of trans people who play hockey. So I think that side of it, sort of the men's game maybe, is is sort of more publicised. I think the women's game as well now needs to be more publicised and because that's a very inclusive sport too. So I think there's all these little elements that are come, starting to come together and being picked up on. It just needs a little bit of sort of work, I think. Does that make sense?
0: Yes, that, that makes perfect sense. I mean, um, I, I was just about to ask about Zach Sullivan and um, and uh, there's, there's also... The, you know, the Super Bowl was on last night, and uh, they had the first ever um, female, um, I think it's bisexual coach in the Super Bowl. How important yep. are these things to see that the sport is accessible to get to the upper echelons of the sport to to people that maybe um previously didn't maybe feel they could just go for it.
4: I think it's very important because your sexuality shouldn't be a barrier to. A sport you want to play or a thing you want to do, but I think it, certain sports have got an image of being oh it's all about the lads or you know that sort of thing and it's it's not necessarily the way it is so someone needs to just show people that it isn't like that. I think anyone who grows up on the margins of society for whatever reason, whether it's the sexuality whether it's the skin color, whether it's their hobbies and interests, seeing somebody like you doing something you want to do, shows you it's possible, gives you that sort of drive to do it. Whereas if you don't see someone doing it, you're not maybe going to consider it because you think, well, there's no one like me doing this, so I shouldn't be doing it. Does that sort of, yeah, I think that's what it is. And that be, there's been an overwhelming positive reaction to Zach, which is brilliant. So hopefully he now feels more at home as well. Because I'm sure it's something that's been on his mind a lot. Like, am I still going to be welcomed? Is there going to be a positive reaction? And hopefully, he sort of found out that there is.
0: Yeah, uh, I think I think now you know you're probably right. It used to be very much this sports laddie and that sports kind of laddie, and and people maybe didn't feel as comfortable. But I was I was impressed with the the overall sort of positivity that, that surrounding his announcement and. Support yeah, that he got, and it was definitely a majority supporting him, and not a, a minority supporting him. Yes, it was a few. There exactly. was a few idiots, but oh, there
4: always are a few. <laughs> <laughs> Unavoidable, unfortunately.
0: Okay, okay. Well, we've 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 talked quite a lot about, and I've taken up quite a lot of your t- your time tonight. But just a few sort of more sort of lighter questions, I suppose. What yeah. what has been your uh, what's been your most memorable moment since since discovering hockey?
4: Um. That's a really good question, actually. Um, Weirdly enough, and it is a Capitals one, to be honest, um, Capitals had a Pride night. When was it? It was a couple of years ago now, because obviously they've gone now. But I got invited by the girl who used to be Paws, the mascot, to come to a game. So... I came to Edinburgh, met a scientist from CERN who spends her weekends dressed as a lion and sort of hung around and met the players. And and it was just sort of nice to to be able to do that, really, because it, it, you're sitting in the stands. You, you don't have that contact with the players. It's lovely, but you don't sort of get to meet them. And then I, I got this opportunity to come to Edinburgh to a place I'd never been before see a team I'd never seen before in their own rink and it was just sort of a really lovely experience
0: that's 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 great um I was not expecting the uh, a trip to Edinburgh <laughs> to come up into that so it's it's uh, oh, nice to hear um now uh, um I was obviously you you like to get out and watch all different kinds of hockey now now that you're maybe aware of what's going on with us maybe we'll catch you at, at nationals is that something you'd be interested in coming along to
4: I'll have
0: to I'll have to look at how to get hold of tickets and things for that. On well, nationals Definitely. is you just walk in, to Sheffield? You do. Ah,
4: <laughs> uh, well there you go. It uh, so, makes it even easier then. Yeah. I assume there's like go to the website and it'll
0: all be on there, yeah. Yeah. Um, there'll be more information coming out about it soon on the on the page and stuff. I'll say I'll send you a DM and our our international all star tickets are already out. So there, there that is a ticketed event. It's a Friday before the the sort of. Have, Upper, the elite level uh, nationals we have we have uh, sort of series with international students against our GBU players so if that's something you're interested in you could you yeah. could come along with that men's and women's uh, well women's women's and men's games um Last year the uh, the the series was split, so the the women lost, the GB women lost, and the GB men won. So um, <laughs> this year they're hoping the GB teams are obviously hoping to to get a clean sweep this year. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, you're more than welcome to come along, and uh, and it's been great talking to you. Thank you for giving up your time tonight. You're very very welcome. We've enjoyed it. So there you go, Nick. We we obviously know quite a few people and. Um, in the BIH, who uh, are maybe of say a, a, um, a minority to a certain extent, I think is maybe the right word for it, um, for their situation. And um, I, I think we're pretty good at welcoming everyone. But I don't want to pat ourselves in the back. I think everyone, if you're listening, just remember it is important that it doesn't matter what a player does at home or or what colour their skin is or you know whatever. Um, Hockey is for everybody, and I think that's the message you get loud and clear from there
1: yep completely agree like uh i think we all know that the world's not as good a place as it should be and sometimes these things are not not as they should be but at the end of the day i think as hockey players we all realize that once you uh once you cross those boards and you get on that ice whether it be teammates opposition anything like that we're all um We're all one and the same, whatever kind of background people are coming from and whatever people's beliefs are, whether that be uh, uh, in terms of that kind of definition or or religion or whatever it might be kind of thing. So it's um, it's great. No, it's uh, like, as as we both said, we we, I think every every single person could probably speak to uh, someone who who uh, who falls into uh, these minorities that we've talked about. And it's. um, it's good. It's something that shouldn't have to be talked about as uh, as something that's different. It is part of life, and it's part of who people are, and hockey's a part of how they are as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, that's exactly it. Um, now, uh, Nick, on a slightly less uh, serious note, um, sorry, my phone, my house phone just rang. I mean, who has a house phone these days, eh? Well that's gonna be my first point. The second point
1: is it's now two two. All right. If I can make a third point, just a did you actually look at the schedule for uh, Division Three South by any chance?
0: Yeah, their first game is on the thirty first of January. Well less said about that the better, okay? Um <laughs> It worked with the schedule I had. Um, um literally I think that was because of ice dates for certain teams just not working. <laughs>
1: So hold on. They've they've played on the thirty first of January, the first of Feb, the eighth of Feb, the twenty first and the 29th of Feb, the seventh, fourteenth, and fifteenth of March. What a running! What a running! can't I see know, this. Imagine turning up being like, "Oh, hey guys, I'm only at UCL uh, UCLU for uh, the first semester." Oh, well, you
0: better make the BT and Palo. You're not getting any games. That's <laughs> so true. And <laughs> um, yeah, I I have I have. That and uh i realized that i think one of their games was meant to be before the turn of the year but because of certain issues they had they had to reschedule it so it wasn't a big thing i'm not like taking a mick out of them or saying that it was their fault but it's just one of these things i think it, it's just worked out that way hey, and it and could be a good or a bad thing for them you know to be fair, uh, Rambo, you get these teams who complain all the
1: home games are after christmas or all their away games are gone or hey hold on i've got a two and six split or uh, or a three and uh... Three And five try having a zero and eight split.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, that's the first time I've done that in about five years, so that's not too bad. Um, I think,
1: <laughs> I, think I think we should. Uh, your, your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is to get someone from uh, the Yeti C team on the podcast uh for the next one and you can uh, ask them about their uh their feelings,
0: right? I will do. I'll ask them how they I'll ask them how the start of the season went <laughs> in 2019. <laughs> yeah, tra- yeah, training was really good. You're undefeated through 2019 uh, part of the season. So there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, anyway, that's that's UCL. Uh, <laughs> but And a slightly, uh, well, I say slightly less serious note. We've already had a good laugh at how stupid I've been in that one. Um, Nick, obviously, uh, some information went out. GBUIS game date set. Um, end of April, twenty. Uh, 20- Fourth of April, um, and tickets are on sale now. So if you're not sure about that, go and check our Facebook page out, and or message me, message Nick, and he'll tell you to message me, um, and uh, you can get your tickets and stuff now. But one of the players who's you know sort of a starlet, I suppose, in the in the last two IS games, maybe not so much last year when the when the GBU women's team um, got beaten quite soundly. Um, by IES. Um, was Danielle Turnbull and a, a, someone who I I quite enjoy talking to. She's always quite happy to speak to you. Hell of a hockey player as well. Um, so uh, I'll just we'll just go to the interview now and then we can we can chat after Nick. Cool. Um, so uh, I am joined with uh, Danielle Turnbull. Uh, hi Danielle, how are you today? Hello, I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm doing very well. And uh, there's some chatting in the background. What what are you up to today?
3: Um. Well, I'm currently on the bus uh, on my way to Bracknell, so we're here with the squaws, and we're off to play Bracknell and then Cardiff tomorrow. So a fun six-hour trip ahead.
0: Excellent. Um, and uh, so, just uh, you're obviously you're playing at a good high level of the um, the women's game. How did how did you get into ice hockey?
3: Um, well, I actually figure skated a little bit first. So did a little bit of figure skating, had a bit of time out, um, and then it was sort of the cool thing to go to the Friday night disco, and to get an earlier, you could sort of do hockey classes, so I went along there and just kind of got stuck in from the age of 13, which I've not stopped playing since.
0: Okay, and uh, you said you're with, uh, you're with the Whitley girls at the moment. Yeah. Um, you've uh, you've recently started playing for the Kings uh, how, how did how did that come about?
3: Um, well that came about actually Nick Ivor, while I was at the Finland camp last year he sort of, we were playing a bit of midnight hockey on the outside rink and he said do you want to come along and play for the Kings and I thought, at first I wasn't sure, I thought oh, I'm already playing with the women's, so he said well come along see what you think I played my first game and I thought actually I quite enjoy this
0: <laughs> Excellent.
3: So, yeah, I'm staying.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah, that 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 was that the midnight game that I was involved in and my beard froze.
3: Yes, yeah. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Disclosure. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So I got a hat out of it, so I'm very happy. King's Bubble Hat. Well,
0: there you go. Yeah. Um, and and uh, you. Uh, You've, you're obviously in the in the GB uh, University program, and uh, you've been you you played for GB University a few times, uh, and I think you played in university. Could you, you tell us a bit about when that was and, and how that how that experience was for you?
3: Yeah, um, so I went out to Kazakhstan. I'm just trying to think what year it was now because we didn't quite make it to Russia last year. Um and it was just, the only thing I can describe it as is the craziest thing I've ever been involved with, it was just we were treated like celebrities basically, it was such an experience, you know we'd have training in the morning and we'd have a police escort to training and games and fire a bus and then would get to the rink and people would ask for our pictures and I was thinking, this is mad, like we're just sort of little hockey players from the UK that no one really knows um, but it was just an incredible experience, playing the likes of Canada uh, China, and it was just brilliant, I couldn't, I couldn't put into words if I'm honest cool. so
0: uh, and uh, you've uh, you, you obviously you were in Finland with GBU how I mean, that experience was obviously slightly different, but yeah. that was a, it. Was a whole different vibe. Um, Addins, you know, Stephen Eccles and everything. How, how did that compare to? I think it was Almaty you were in.
3: Yes, um, do you know? Finland was really nice. It was a little bit. <laughs> Well, it was more relaxed, I would say, and it was really nice because we've really got a bond as a team and having sort of Stephen on board, you know, as I've said this to Stephen before, that kind of puts you out your comfort zone a little bit, but you actually get to really know everyone from that and you can have a bit of a joke and work out sort of everyone's personalities and what they're like in the team, which is quite nice, so it's quite nice to have them at the um, GBU camps as well, because obviously we've got some new girls coming in, so it's nice to see how they're fitting in and sort of how they get to know us, because he kind of makes you do, well he doesn't make you do things, but you kind of do things where you're a little bit out your comfort zone, so it's really getting to know everyone, which is quite nice. Cool,
0: and uh, you, um, you've you obviously played in the uh, GBU ies game twice yeah we're a win uh,
3: winning a loss so <laughs> <laughs>
0: um and the the new the, the next one's uh next one's coming up i mean what's the what's that experience like i mean maybe playing against some people you play with in your team or or whatever what, what's that um what's that like
3: do you know it's always good fun hopefully this year we're gonna get a win but um, in particular, playing against Sora shows tells me that we're no longer connected when we have that game. We're, we're no longer <laughs> friends. It's a serious battle, <laughs> so it's quite nice just to go out there. We'll all take it a little bit serious, and then after the game, obviously, have a bit of a laugh.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you, uh, are you, if you were to try to tell people to buy tickets, what, why? What would be the main reason to buy tickets to come and come and watch that game?
3: But just, really, you can see two games. You know, see how the women's hockey works, the men's hockey. Um, You can have a bit of a laugh. Obviously, you're commentating throughout. So that's something definitely to come and have a watch. I think it's on Nationals weekend, so a good way to start your weekend. And uh, I know last year you used the plug. Um, Good good hockey? No, good Friday, great hockey. So... uh,
0: not good friday but still great hockey <laughs> uh, that's a new hashtag for us yeah. that we can certainly we can <laughs> certainly use um and we'll get we'll have to i don't know if we'll have to give you credit on everyone i don't know if that that's how it works no, now no i
3: think that's that's yours
0: <laughs> <laughs> um so um you you're obviously you're away on a road trip just now in the header. who who um over the years has been your best and worst roommates on these trips
3: uh, best and worst roommates Oh, <laughs> I'm going to probably lose a few friends after this if I say the worst Um let me have a little think you know what I'm going to say best are you on about GB or just in general
0: just just in general
3: just in general I'll say my best roommate probably Steph Towns we we'll always have a bit of a laugh non-stop jokes Um I'm going to say my worst roommate actually Vicky Carson <laughs> <laughs> because she's like she's so loud and all she does is tell us X Factor audition tapes and before you know it you're not asleep till like 3 in the morning and you've got to be up at 6 so <laughs> I think she'll take that well so
0: <laughs> I'm sure she will she'll probably take that as a compliment yeah. to be fair yeah, known Vicky
3: you on doing X Factor audition tapes yet
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, not yet Um oh, you've uh, got to get that <laughs> that might that might be a feature in one of the ne- the, the later pods now that you said yeah. that yeah <laughs> Very accurate. <laughs> um, so, um, what was it going to say? It was, you know, you've you've played hockey for a bit now since you were 13. Um, I'm not yes. going to reveal your age, but it's been a few years. Um, how? Uh, what's been your best moment in hockey? Your most memorable moment?
3: it has to be going out to the last university in Kazakhstan it was just, like I said, I can't put it into words, it was just an unreal experience, like we're really tre- like celebrities, the facilities were brilliant and you know, it was just one of those things I really can't describe, like there was an opening ceremony and it was almost like the Olympics, it was just really crazy but brilliant, yeah, that has to be the best moment I think
0: okay, yeah. and uh you you um, you obviously your home pad is Whitley Bay I uh, can tell by the accent. Um, but what's your what's your favourite away rink to play? And obviously Whitley Bay will be your favourite rink ever, but what's your? Yeah, yeah, it's
3: got lots of character. <laughs> um, I think my favourite away rink has to be, do you know Sheffield? I mm-hmm. do like it. You know, it's centre of the country. You don't have to travel too far. they have got good hot chocolates. Um, it's warm, you know. I think Sheffield has to be my favourite.
0: Excellent, excellent. Right, OK, and uh, I've I've taken off quite a bit of your time now. Is there anyone you want to give a, a big shout-out to on the pod? <laughs> oh,
3: um, I'll give a little shout-out to the Whitney Bay Scores because they're all watching me at the minute.
0: <laughs> well, that... And,
3: an- um, <laughs> and I'll give a little shout out to my mum, because it's her birthday on the second of February.
0: See that now means so. that you have to tell them to listen to the pod because they're mentioned yeah. in it. So.
3: Yeah, exactly. And they don't know when that's gonna come up,
0: so Exactly, so they'll have to yeah. listen to it all the way through. <laughs> yeah. Well that that's that's great, Danielle. I wish you all the best today and your two your two gate. Well, well you're not playing two games today, but your your game today and your game yeah. tomorrow. Um, I hope you you guys uh, have a great time in there and maybe bring a couple of wins back to the northeast.
3: Yeah, fingers crossed.
0: All right, thanks very much.
3: Thank you, bye.
0: So that was Danielle. Um, if Dave hasn't managed to crack, crank my audio, then that's good, because it means you're just hearing Danielle. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Nick, you uh, you obviously have Danielle now as one of the, the Kings um, players. Uh, I mean, how do you find having Danielle in your squad?
1: oh, she's just a horrible
0: person, like,
1: completely negative all the time, like, just got a completely downward attitude on life, and just uh, just really s- sucks the life out of the team.
0: Yeah, and you could probably hear that from the interview, I would imagine. Um...
1: <laughs> you no, know, all, all, all jokes aside, Danielle is, uh, is an inspiration for a lot of the players on our team, and kind of her attitude to the way she takes hockey, and whether or not she's playing... Um, Whatever level she's playing at, she's played for a number of our different teams in a number of different scenarios, whether that be winning teams, losing teams, development teams, whatever that might be. And um, she always turns up with the right attitude, and it's been uh, one of the best additions that we've uh, that we've made.
0: Yeah, um, and I think I think actually it's true across all the GBU players that have you know that have joined um, various uh, sort of actually club teams is that most of them have a really positive impact. Um, Daniel being one of them, uh, of course in the in the men's side of things, Chris Cook, Solomon Smith, those sort of guys. They're um, they're positive, very positive all the time when they're involved with uh, with the Bears or um, or um, whether it be Southampton or whoever, always happy to speak to you. Um, you know, and there's loads of them now that are doing doing both, particularly more so on the women's side, I suppose, because. The way the leagues set up is in the women's side there's maybe less games so they can play a bit more uni um, than perhaps some of the men have a bit more uh, sort of contractual constraints on them I suppose but when they do get the chance they're pretty positive people to have around Um, Nick would you would you agree with that or
1: yeah no definitely like uh, from my experience of being around some of the uh, GB men's and women's players like they at the end of the day they're they're quality hockey players otherwise they wouldn't have obviously been uh bestowed with that uh accreditation of being GBU but in the same way they they have the right attitude and they turn up and for some of them they are pretty much either semi-professionals to an extent um sorry by the way it's now 3-2 GB they've just scored um they are semi-professionals to an extent and and they turn up with that that attitude and uh it it rubs off on other guys and certainly we've had guys who've uh, aspired to be that who who can see what it takes to get to that level and even if you've got brand new players on the team who've only just started playing it gives them something to aspire to and uh, and good role models
0: yeah yeah and uh, there's there's going to be a lot of stuff coming up with GBU um not that we are we're not bothered about the club game we'll be watching all the club clubs and what's coming in the the end of this cup run um, and even some of the challenge games. Um, but we will. there will be a lot of chat about IES, um, and one of the things we'll be looking at in the next podcast, Nick, um, we'll get our chance to uh, to introduce, well, via via um, interview, um, the captains of GBU for the IAS game. So th- that should be something I'm excited about. We can only but speculate who they might be. Um, I have to say, I probably know the women's side slightly more, having managed them, and obviously running the Steel Queens a few of our um players are, are down trialing out for, for GBU. Um so yeah, I mean that that should be quite exciting, Nick. Um and uh it's always an exciting time when we get to, to hype IS.
1: Yeah, we've uh, we've championed that call. Maybe we got to the point um last year where a lot of people thought we might have been a little bit partisan towards them. But um but no, especially like at the end of the day we we came through, and obviously you've got a, a greater involvement in the GB setup than I have, but certainly at the end of the day, the IAS is the is the cup stalwarts and the cup stars that we've seen and we commented commentated on at nationals, and that's why we do get a little bit more hyped about it. And certainly, again, I'm excited to see what uh, what they're going to bring to the table for both the men's and the women's teams.
0: Yeah, I mean, part of my, my job, I suppose, is, is a GB manager and I kind of take on the role of almost IAS G, GM uh, come that time of year. Amongst other things, um, amongst looking dapper in between the benches, um, <laughs> I uh, is is to try and get a team that's going to challenge GB. There is there's no point in in sort of just saying the folk um, we're just going to put a team out and have a bit of fun. The IS guys that turn up and the IS girls that turn up, they they take it really seriously. They they want to beat GB. They want that scalp and. I think that's what makes it such an interesting rivalry because some of these players play in the same club, but still they want it so bad when they play each other. And I think, I think that the last two years and the last, the, the last men's game particularly were just a testament to, um, how much teams want it. I mean, the, the, the IS men's team looked like they were dead and buried in that game and it finished 7-5. Yeah. I mean, so, if anyone was want, thinking about getting a ticket and they weren't sure, Nick, what would you say to them? Uh,
1: I would say to them, go back through the YouTube footage, go watch last year's game, go watch the year before, and uh, have a serious think about what you're doing that weekend. Make sure you're there.
0: Yeah, perfect, Nick. Well, on that note, Nick, I think we've, uh, we've talked enough. You probably want to watch the end of the GB game. Um, I will hope uh, that the next time we're on the pod, um, I should be speaking with... Uh, one or two of the GBU coaches I think Ali Emery's uh, lined up um, she's also an international hockey player so that would be interesting to see what she's she's got to say about hockey and, uh, and the GBU program and uh, also Pete Wynn so um, I'm hoping to have both of them on the next podcast uh, if it's possible scheduling wise we might even have a round table so um, I'll, say, yeah, I'll say goodbye just now folks so that's a goodbye for me
1: and a goodbye for me